Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Movie Mastery. I am, of course, your host, John, over here, another host, also here, not for Movie Mastery, it's Jeff. He's worse than me. Say hello, Jeff. Wait, how am I not from Movie Mastery? You're not. I am. You're just here. Fine. I'll be with the. I'll be from the podcast that has shirt stores. <laughs> <laughs> you can have the backup podcast we made as a joke. Yeah, that backup podcast. <laughs> I got the backup dancers. We probably need a Movie Mastery shirt at some point, don't we? Probably. Yeah, whatever. We haven't sold an actual shirt in forever, so what do I care? I don't think we've mentioned that we have shirts in forever. Hey, folks, we have shirts. You can buy them at uh, T Public. Just search System Mastery there. We have uh, four or five awesome shirts that are also available as uh, like uh, cell phone cases and mugs and laptop covers and hoodies and I think towels and prints. I don't, I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, you can get prints. Just get a prints. Just get yourself a prints that says System Mastery on him. Yeah. I'm wearing a System Mastery shirt right now, and by God, it is one of the more comfortable shirts I own, actually. I, I am wearing a Ninja Turtle shirt because I foolishly gave one of my System Mastery shirts away. <laughs> Should not have done that. What a dummy. I am. I'm a horrible. i got to order some new ones. Uh, so, uh, this week, we randomly rolled and got Dragonlance Dragons of Autumn Twilight. Yeah, which, I don't know anything about Dragonlance, the movie series, so I just thought, or no, sorry, the book series. So I just thought that was an add-on name for a brand new movie, but no, apparently it's a book, huh, John? Yeah, so you've you've never had any encountering with Dragonlance, not the books, you never played in the D&D Dragonlance setting, anything? I have absorbed Dragonlance through years of being a Dungeons & Dragons affiliated nerd. So I, I knew about Draconians or whatever, or Dragonites, I knew about Raceland, uh, and I knew about uh, Tannis Half-Elven, and also I knew about Kender and Gully Dwarves. <laughs> but but I don't know anything about the story that any of them go through. I, honestly, it's always been my least favorite setting. Okay. I mean, I like Greyhawk more. Wow. That is uh, that's, that's a big diss for Dragonlance out of nowhere. <laughs> Suck it, Dragonlance. <laughs> Takesis is a stupid name for Tiamat. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so then I have, of course, read at least the first book that this is based on. Okay. Uh, I have played a couple sessions in a Dragonlance game. Yeah. Uh, and mostly there's just little differences that are kind of weird for the setting, but... Oh, you mean as opposed to D&D? Yeah, it, it's odd because the setting just sort of takes D&D and runs with the idea of D&D. Because a lot of things are like, oh, we're doing fantasy. Yeah. Or we're just doing like Tolkien and doing some twist on it. Whereas this really takes the idea of D&D as its own entity and kind of makes a fantasy world based on the idea of D&D. You know what's funny is I would not mind that in most scenarios. I, I probably would even mind Dragonlance, really. It just feels like it's a little too old-school fantasy choked for me. Uh-huh. But, uh, but the idea of taking what D&D is and kind of saying, oh, no, it's not based on Tolkien anymore. Now it's based on D&D. We've, we've quintessenced D&D into what it's all about, which is... Four crazy people go into a dungeon, which is there for no reason, and then an economy springs up around them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just constantly finding weird artifacts yeah. and always having the caster save your ass and a bunch of weird, dumb crap. Right. Well, I'd probably like that a little more. That, that said, did I like this movie? Let's find out. <laughs> All right. So we will be right back with uh, our actual full of a spoiler review of 
Dragon Lance, Dragons of Autumn Toilet. But wait, John, aren't we going to discuss the trailer that we didn't even watch and we just pretend to get guesses about? No. No, we're not. Okay. Because my, I mean... That was me, a bad idea. We shouldn't have stuck with it. My 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 predictions would be I've read this story and so I know what's going to happen. Uh, my predictions would be that Kevin Michael Richardson's probably in this and maybe Carlos Alizraki, just some of the some of the big voice actor names of the day. Some of the names. I actually I don't even know what the day is. I have no idea when this came out. Yeah, that's weird. We'll find out and let you know after this. The greatest adventure is what lies ahead Today and tomorrow are yet to be said The chances, the changes are all yours to make The mold of your life is in your hands to break All right, we are back. We have watched... Dragon Lance, Dragons of Autumn Twilight, and we, we have we have discovered many wonderful things about it. Wait, we watched that? I don't remember. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, th- it was that uh, cartoon that was playing on the TV in between you playing games on your phone. No, I mean I was definitely looking at the screen the whole time. I just don't remember what the hell was on it. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I feel like the only way we could review this one is if we reviewed it while it was happening, and then it would still just be sort of reaction shots of us going, "I'm bored." I couldn't hear what that guy said. Oh, my God. I couldn't hear what that guy said either. I mean, right off the bat, the sound quality in this movie is atrocious. Uh, they got one of those CDs of, like, medieval times music, you know? That you, you know, did you ever have, like, a Dragon magazine in your hands, like, way back in the day, like, in the, in the late 90s? And early no, season? never. You never had a Dragon? Because Dragon magazine would always have, like, these commercials in it for nerd stuff before, like, you could just buy it in a curated, fanciful box that's mailed to you once per month. Yes. Uh, it was things like, you know, oh, these dice are made out of meteorite rock, and, and this thing will track your initiative. And one of the things that they were always uh, shilling in those things was, this is a CD of real tavern music, the type your characters would hear. Also, dungeon sounds. You can play this to amplify the experience of your game. Oh, dungeon sounds. <laughs> dungeon sounds is the weirdest Beach Boys album. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, um, so... This mu- this whole movie has just sort of loot and leer type music happening, and it just never stops. No, and it's one thing to go like, yeah, it's always on in the background, that's fine. But it's loud enough that trying to hear the other characters, you're like, what did that what did that guy just say? I can't even tell. Well, it completely ruins one of the core characters of the Dragonlance universe, because they've actually got a, a, a not unreasonable voice cast for this garbage. That is true. They got a few people that you may have actually heard of. Featuring Lucy Lawless as uh, what's what's Gold Moon, Gold Moon, the cleric that seems to be dressed like a druid. Yeah. Then you got uh, Beefer Sutherland. Yeah, that Beefer, that Beef Beefball Sutherland, and he is uh, he's Raceland. He's the most famous of the Dragonlance characters. Yeah, the most famous of all the Dragonlances is 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 Keith Wad Sutherpants, <laughs> except that because he's speaking in his customary Kiefer, Kiefer Sutherland low whisper. Everything that Raceland says in this movie comes off as, here, John, you talk like Kiefer Sutherland, and I will do the other part. Okay. All right, go. That's every scene in this movie. Yeah, it it is insane. Like, the... The first time we get someone talking, I was like, man, they just forgot to kind of turn down the music. I guess it'll taper down 
because they're just sort of yelling like hello at each other. I guess that's okay. And then it doesn't. It stays at that volume the whole way through. So those are the two big ones. And then if you know your voice actors, you'd probably recognize a few more of the people. It's got uh, Dawn from Buffy the Vampire Slayer is in this thing. Yeah, we got Michelle Trachtenberg. Yeah, uh, Eurotrips, Michelle Trachtenberg. Yeah, we that's... got Pete and Pete's Michelle Trachtenberg. I like to think everyone just remembers her from Eurotrip. <laughs> that's that's it. The that's DVD exactly that it. Promise you, promises you her boobs but never delivers. <laughs> no delivery of the Trachten boobs. D- don't, don't trust how many times they put the word unrated on the cover. It will never happen. It is a lie. That movie is boring. And not even her boobs would have saved it. <laughs> not even this. <laughs> and it's got Michael Rosenbaum, who you'd know as Lex Luthor of Smallville. Yeah, or possibly of uh, the Sorority Boys movie or whatever that was. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or uh, Justice League, uh, the Justice League cartoon series where he was the Flash and a whole host of other characters. Yeah. So he, he gets to be the main character. He is Tannis Half-Elven. Yep, Tannis Half Elven. Then you've got uh, Fred Tastasciore, who's uh, or Tastasciore, who's a, a fairly well-known gruff, growly voice actor. He just he just kind of sounds like Jonathan Reese Davies. And uh, and then of course we have uh, I almost said James Jason Marsden. Oh yeah, James Marsden's <laughs> little brother who voices every rebellious teenage character ever. Yeah, if you've got a character that's like. No, I don't want to do that. I'm going to go skateboard. It's probably him. There are two guys that do that. There's the one, uh, Dante Bosco, I want to say, the one who played Rufio. Rufio! Like, he gets to do all the the slightly... He basically... Okay, Jason Marsden does the cool, or the not quite cool, but super energetic teenage boy in a superhero thing. So he's always playing characters like Kid Flash or Impulse. Yeah. And then Dante Bosco is always the one who's like one year older and already super cool and and angry at the ladies and very brooding. Angry at the ladies. Yeah. No, like, for example, he's, Dante Bosco is Zuko. Uh, He would also be the sort of person you'd get to play Superboy in that that Young Justice movie. I don't think he does, uh, Young Justice cartoon show, I don't think he does, but I'm, I'm trying to get the point across. Okay. It's, yeah, let's all go, guys. We could do this. Versus, yeah, I learned to do this three years ago. Man. I did it during my homeroom. <laughs> Those are the two guys. So we got the, we get the more annoying of the two. And he's yeah. playing uh, Tasselhoff Burfoot. Tasselhoff Burfoot, the Kender. Yeah, and then uh, Fred Tadasiore is playing, what, Flint? Flint Forge Fire or Forge Flint, Hammer? Flint Glomgold, I believe. Flint Heart Glomgold. <laughs> Uh, little known Ducktales villain. <laughs> uh, One of the I, I want to say maybe four things in the actual Ducktales cartoon that is also in the Ducktales comics. Yes, that and Magicka Dispel. Magicka Dispel very briefly in the comics, and uh, uh, I think they did one episode with Goldie, his 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 old girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, so yeah, we've got Flint's Forge Pants or something. I don't know. Yep. He's he's the dwarf, and wouldn't you know it. He is the comic relief because I think this movie must have come out like right after the Lord of the Rings movies did. No, well, yeah, it was '08. I don't remember when the Lord of the Rings movies first started dropping. Man, I, don't I, know. I, I am too old. <laughs> uh, but anyway, just like Flint, he's doing a jo- yeah, he's doing a Jonathan Reese Davies. But also, every time any character needs to be annoying about something, it's always him. Oh yeah, yeah I don't want to go in the water. I don't like this. This is terrible. Goblins disappear. I find them displeasing. Ah. <laughs> I'm not old. Ever. No one brought me a beer recently. I'll whine about it. <laughs> that's that's basically his character. Yep. I mean, the Kender is less annoying. Yes, that is true. It is amazing how much less annoying they made Tasselhoff than he normally should be. Yeah. 
I don't know any of these characters, by the way. I, I okay. So, so Tannis Half Elven. Uh, we got a, Flint. We got Tasselhoff. Those are the three we first meet. Oh yeah, because we we start on Tannis walking to town, and he just finds Flint just sitting there doing whittling, nothing, just dumping around, just being a little annoying dump. And then, it, sure enough, he dumps out some exposition, like, immediately. He's like, oh, Tannis, it's good to see you. All of us are meeting at the bar later. You know, five years ago, we made a pact. And, what, and you're like, oh, God, thank you. Thank you for exposition, Dwarf. Yeah, that's that's his job for the beginning of this. And then some extremely stupid-looking hobgoblin and goblins show up to threaten them. Oh, my God, that hobgoblin may be my favorite thing in this movie. That might... I mean, I might be spoiling my own ending here, but man, that might end up as my highlight of the film, is this he, Hobgoblin. He looks like the, uh, whenever they used to draw the really nasty caricatures of the characters from like, you know, like 40s movies and they were in like Looney Tunes, except bright yellow. Oh yeah, and he's he's just terrible, and he's riding a pony. And he, I, don't, I don't think I ever understood a word he said. No, probably Cause, not. Because the music was coming up real hard when he was... He was showing up. He was like, give us my fresh fruit on your blood. What did he just say? As if rabbers are radical, there's a friggin' turn, I'll ax you in the fresher. What, what is happening? <laughs> and, and, and he's riding a pony that's like half his size. Yeah, they, yeah, that was the other great thing is that he's on a pony. But he probably should just be riding a horse. Yeah, he's big enough to be on a horse. Also, there's some goblins with him, and the goblins, every goblin in this movie has a hole in its upper lip that's just unsettling, and it's all you can look at. Like, they have regular, they're yellow and stunted and stupid looking, uh, and then they have a regular eyes, regular nose, and then in that space where that little thing is in your lip, your upper lip, that little break, there's just this big hole, just this big black hole to nowhere. (laughs) I think it's... I think it's part of the nose or something. I don't know. It's just a big black hole. I mean, if a hole was right there, it should be showing their upper gums. But instead, it's nothing. Like, you could just stick your finger all the way in there. Like, they just have a little dimensional portal on their face. That's exactly it. They are. It's unsettling, and every time you see a goblin, you're like, ugh. By the way, this isn't the start of the movie that we're describing, because we have to start with some priest who's being yelled at by an unbelievably ugly CGI dragon. And then before that, even, we have we have the part where some wizard shows up at a tavern and has to talk to Michelle uh, Trachtenberg. Oh, well, yeah, because uh, a wizard shows up at a tavern and is like, oh, is anybody here yet? Well, I'll just sit here. And she's like, tell me a story. Yeah. I'm like, really? Like, That's what you do to customers that come in? Yeah. He comes into an inn, and she's like, oh, we're not open yet. And they're like, okay, first of all, you're an inn, so yes, you are. Inns don't close. Get your shit together. And, so, and then he's like, well, I'll warm my bones by the fire. And she's like, great, you can tell me a story and I'll sweep faster. And he's like, well, good. I am, in fact, a storyteller. Who knew? Wow. And that's Fizban the Fabolous. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's that's Fizban. And I don't even remember what, what Michelle Trachtenberg is playing. It's some barman. Uh, she's important. Tika? Yeah, yeah. Chicken Tika? Yeah. Tika Frostpaws. T- <laughs> Wait, is it Tika Fastpaws? I don't Fastbender? Yeah, That's Tika Fastbender. Tika, Tika Fastpaws or whatever is a character from Baldur's Gate, and then it ends up being the uh, the name of one of Tali's drones in, in Mass Effect as well. Huh. Uh, I think it's Katika Fastpaws, whatever. But Tika is this random barmaid who is drawn as unreasonably buxomly. Oh, yeah. She's a super big-breasted, red-haired wench, and boy, howdy, she's as friendly as can be, and 
Man, there's a point where she is talking to one of the characters, oh, she's talking and to, they go to Grim or out Grum of or their way Glorm? to make it so that her breasts are like, a bounce? Oh, a yeah. Bounce? Keep in mind that most characters in this movie have like five frames of animation. Most of them have as many different poses you can see them in as you can see Mega Man in in an early Mega Man game. Oh, yeah. It's basically like they couldn't afford... The to send it off to like the Korean in between animators, yeah. And for a movie that came out in 2008, that is unacceptable. <laughs> so, <laughs> the fact that they were like, let's go out of our way to make sure that these breasts bounce, you're like, wow, good job, film, you yeah, did it, yeah. So, he starts telling her a story, and the story he tells her is just common knowledge on Kryn, as far as I know. By the way, Dragonlance is set on a planet called Kryn. See, I do some stuff. Yeah, look at you. Yeah. You know some things. I only knew that because I have the Planescape books. Huh. Uh, so, so basically he's like, all these gods used to spend all their time fighting and being all ugly CGI. And then eventually the humans got all greedy and kept telling the gods what to do. So the gods were like, fuck you, buddies. And they shot a giant fireball at Earth. And then the evil gods are still here, but the good gods have left. So there's no clerics. And let's check in on some random evil cleric who's talking to Tiamat, except her name is Tachesis. Yeah, the the whole story of it is pretty much just uh, Tachesis is a jerk and Paladine is trying to like that is a different kind of jerk is it it's just i'm a god of light you are a god of darkness let's fight and then they fought and disappeared and they then that was it triangle one and so then humans got all like pissed off and then the gods were like fine peace we're out and then no one could heal anymore so that's sort of the big thing in this is uh because like i said before it's based sort of on D mm-hmm. the big conceit is there are no more real clerics, and if you can actually heal someone, like magically heal someone, then it's a huge thing because that's only way to do that is through the gods. So that that left me with an int- with a question. Like, I don't assume you play Dragonlance in the age be- when clerics weren't there. Like when you're playing it, it's like after these stories finished up, right? Yeah, I mean, you can technically. I think the very first time I ever played in a Dragonlance setting. It was playing this story. Okay. So Ugh. you had to play as one of the actual characters from the book. Okay. So they're like, here, you can be Tasselhoff. And I'm like, oh, thanks. I want to be that random dude from the river. Riverwood or whatever. Riverwind? Riverwind. There we go. Yeah. He uh, paints with all the colors of the Riverwind. But anyway, so that left this question in my head which was cuz again this book or this movie is remarkably D&D-ish like like everything they do you can recognize as a D&D thing yes um but there's there's this cleric and she's the only person in the in the world as far as we know that can cast healing spells so there's also a paladin in the party and he's like he's like fifth level or so can he cast healing spells no he, he is, should be able to lay on hands cuz he's he's technically a knight of salomnia which isn't really a paladin okay there's a ranger in the party. Rangers can cast healing spells. Will he be able to cast healing spells if he just gets up to that level? I no, because level he's. I think he's a multi-classed ranger fighter. Oh, so he's way too low level? Yeah, he's way but, too low level. But still, it'd be possible, right? I mean, because the list of classes in the game that can cast heal isn't cleric. It's cleric, druid, bard, paladin, ranger, even in second edition. Yeah, and it, this is very second edition based yeah. as well. So there's all these people who can also heal, but I assume they just also can't, and it's not mentioned. Yeah, no, no one can heal. Yeah, the one because the, the one character, like Raceland, every spell he casts in this game is not only incredibly recognizable, but also makes it look stupid that he's all like, "I've sold my soul for incredible power, uh, magic missile." Yeah, <laughs> I I love that because 
the entire backstory for Raceland is like, oh, he went to the tower where people learn magic, and he went to take his magic test, and then he like basically made a deal for supreme power, but it cost him like all of his innards. Yeah. So he's all like sick and frail and his whatever. reward is being a level one wizard. <laughs> yeah. It's like, boy, what do you have? Oh well, I've got Featherfall and Magic Missile and Sleep. And eventually he manages to cast a fireball, and you're like, oh, look at you. You're at least like fifth level. Yeah, he's at least fifth level by this point. But that's one of the things about this bo- this uh, movie that's fairly interesting is that the characters are recognizably low level D and D characters. Oh yeah, his brother is a huge burly fighter, Caramon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Caraway, Caraway seeds, and then you've yeah. also got uh, you uh, got Sturm, the Sturm. Knight of Salomnia. Yeah, and a few other characters will join them along the way to make this party way too big. It's, oh yeah, that's too- the one thing about being based off D and D is this party is unwieldy well by the end it's like what's it who who else in your party well no one ever dies so you've got a ranger a fighter a paladin uh, a dwarf and a kender who don't have classes a wizard a druid an extra fighter and then two elves who are also probably fighters and a wizard who's probably a god and i think we're pretty much through the list at this point although i'm not oh wait also a barmaid yeah and a barmaid yeah so it's like how many people are in your party like oh like 14 like way more than the Lord of the Rings ever bothered with. Oh yeah, well it's at that point you're like, man, you really must have just like accidentally not put a upper limit on your uh, game, oh, yeah. your sign up sheet. Yeah, you you were running this at a con and way too many people showed up. And you're like, well, I guess I got to do this. Maybe I get this one guy at the table named Riverwind who never gets to say anything. He's anytime he says anything, he's like, I don't like half elves. All right, back to my phone. Anyway. I mean, granted, it's not. Let's let's <laughs> check in with Riverwind. Riverwind, what are you up to? Uh, I uh, I hate elves. Okay, good. Thank right. you, thank, thank you, you, Riverwind. Good, 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 roll a die. There, there it is. Ah, <laughs> oh, good job. <laughs> What's your roll? I, don't worry about. It. Don't worry about. It. It's cool. It's fine. <laughs> All right. So what I was trying to say though was that uh, uh, gold. What's her face? Gold clo- gold clover. Gold moon. Gold moon. Gold, gold moon. moon. All of the spells she casts are just heal whatever. Like she just like this guy is sick. No, he's not. That's, so she doesn't really, she's not like a recognizable cleric, Well, but everyone I mean, else is dead on. To start with, it's not even her casting the spells, it's just the staff that she has. She has mm-hmm. a blue crystal staff that everyone's after, and uh, it's the only way to heal people at this point. And so it's like a relic of the gods. Oh, okay, yeah, fair enough. So after the old man tells that lady the story, we get to check in on Verm- Verminard? Ver- Verminard? Yeah, Verminard. Verminard, who's a big, burly, fighter, clericy, evil guy, and he spends some time talking to Tiamat, but her name is Takedo, and Takedo's like, like, yes, get me that blue crystal staff. Also, get me those fraggles. <laughs> the weird thing to me is, the reason that they want the staff is there's apparently some prophecy about the staff and... These discs of uh, f- f- Morgan, 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 Morgan Freeman, Morgan, yeah, yeah, Mela, Mela, Melanin, Mecca, Torque, Me- uh, yeah, <laughs> Melania, yeah, discs of molybdenum, yeah, there we go, discs of Mel. Someone's so mad at us right now. <laughs> someone is so pissed. There's someone seething at us. Wait oh, until we they, get to that. They have played book. so much Dragonlance, and they're like, "You assholes." Yeah. <laughs> And also that one guy finds the spell book of Fist and Take and Dump. <laughs> I'll fist your Dantalus. <laughs> fist and Dantalus. Fist and Dantalus? Fist and Dantalus. Use a string to get all the way through them, and that way you'll be able to get an ant to go through there. <laughs> so there's some prophecy that, like, oh, if uh, 
this staff and these discs ever get together, then like the good gods will come back. Oh, and they, I don't yeah, understand. Stop it. They have the discs in their possession. Like the bad guys have these discs. They go, so you can't just destroy those or, or, or just throw them in a volcano somewhere. Or, or just put them on a dragon and have that dragon fly around. Just just whatever. At this point, it's not like the heroes are like, we got to find them discs. No, they don't even know they exist. If you didn't go after the blue crystal staff, none of this would have happened. Right. Classic but it, villains. But anyway, Takedo's like, hey, uh, what's, what are you going to do to deal with that blue crystal staff? And he's like, don't worry. I'll summon a lady. <laughs> the camera will linger on her boobs for like a minute. <laughs> hey, come here, lady. And just, again, lady walks in. And they're like, a boobs? Yeah. Like Shot just, of woman, boob first, and then camera pans up. Yeah, and it's funny because the boobs are bouncing like she's in a dead or alive like beach volleyball game. And then it pans up to her static, unmoving face. And you're like, all right, animators. Yeah, we get it. You've made your point. <laughs> and, and this is, what, Onyx, I want to say? The the black dragon? Yeah. And, and he's like, you, go get me that blue crystal staff. And then she flies away. All right, Onyx, you go get that crystal staff. Now, Geodude, you protect these... <laughs> Onyx, you go get that crystal staff and stop Gadget. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so at this point, we managed to get all the main characters together in some tavern, and Flint is whining, and little kids are bothering Tasselhoff about why he's short. Man, so the the big thing that gets the party together is some guy in the town is like, Bah, Heretics! You, how dare you say that you can heal? You're you're an asshole. And then he tries to attack and then uh, gets shoved into the fire. And when I say that, it's not like a fireplace where if you got shoved into it, you might set your ass on fire. Like, he straight up, like, Hansel and Gretel gets thrown into a fire. No, he gets thrown into, like, someone's walk-in closet of a fireplace. Yeah, it is insane. It, especially like, grows that, to accommodate him. Especially considering that this, this inn is built halfway up a tree. Yeah, the fact that they have a gigantic fireplace seems unwise. Un- incongruous, to put it mildly. is Halfway up a tree, these humans built themselves a giant fire. Yeah, and, but, uh... So he comes flying out of there on fire, and then uh, he gets knocked to the ground by uh, Fizban. By Fizban, but then it cuts back, and it was uh, Tasselhoff holding the staff who knocks him down, and he's because he hit him with a staff, it healed him. Yeah, he hit him with the, the blue crystal staff, which healed him. But the shot of Fizban being like, "Give me that stick. We have to knock him down so we can put the fire out." He grabs the stick and swings it and knocks down this this random town magistrate or something. And and then it cuts to him lying on the ground. And then it cuts back to the staff, except now Tasselhoff has it. And he's like, oh, I didn't mean to hit you that hard. I'm like, you, you, you didn't, didn't. You didn't hit him at all. I mean, I understand that Kender, like, pickpockets or whatever. Like, I know their whole deal. But you didn't do that just now. <laughs> that wasn't a thing you did. You just, the animators just screwed up and you went with it. <laughs> That's what happened here. Anyway, they all have to escape, and they fight some goblins, and they escape in a boat, and we gotta we gotta roll this along. Yeah. <laughs> so the the whole thing is insane. Their escape has a whole bunch of Raceland casting spells. You'd know. Oh like yeah. He puts people to sleep. He casts blind, featherfall, sleep, magic missile, uh, while while they're escaping. Yeah. All level one spells. Uh, and then they get to some river, and like they they have a secret boat there. Yeah, there's some boat, and they. They end up leaving, and they're oh, like, okay. Flint won't get the fucking boat. Well, whatever. Fuck him. 
No one cares, Flint. So so he's just. But the thing is, he's endangering the party because they're going slower because he's not in the boat. <laughs> they're like, well, okay, Flint, we're leaving you here. They're doing that. They're doing like when a, when a mom's like, all right, hon. Yeah, I guess I'll, you'll stay in the store forever. I'll see you at home when you're old. That's what they're doing to Flint. He's an old-ass dwarf. Be a professional, you dipshit. Be I'm a- not getting in a boat. I'll fight 50 goblins. No, no, just get in the, just get in the boat. No, okay, you know what? We're actually leaving. We're not going <laughs> to pretend to leave. We are leaving you here to die because we don't need a dwarf. Yep, that is true. We do not need you, you old bastard. Yeah, and eventually he goes swimming after them, and then they, they escape by boat. Yep, they eventually run across the uh, Draconids... Yeah, the, the Draconin, dr- Draconids, and the 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 Dragonites, uh, and can we really at this point stop and talk about how this movie uses a mix of unbelievable like Croatian soccer DVD cartoon animation and then also CGI? Yes, it is anything that is a dragon or dragon like. So these Draconids and the dragons and anything that has to do with a like something being dragony mm-hmm. is going to be CGI and bad CGI. It is the worst CGI. It's daytime antihistamine commercial dragons. Oh yeah, this this dragon is coming out and roars, and then it pulls back, and you're like, does it feel like you've got a dragon in your throat when there's dander about? Take new Takesis. Yeah, Takesis brand car insurance. <laughs> For the best car insurance rates in town, vote to Kesis and she'll curse you forever. <laughs> yeah, the the CGI is real bad. I mean, granted, the animation itself is also real bad, which I don't understand how they managed to get the voices they did, considering how low rent this is. I don't think the voice actors ever saw what this looked like. Oh, I'm sure, no. I think they just recorded it, and then they tried to key the animation frames to it. They probably saw the animatics. And, uh, or the storyboards or whatever they recorded to the best of their ability i'm sure they also weren't told about the never-ending music because <laughs> again a lot of what we're piecing together and telling you is because john read this book yeah i i know the plot and so that's why we know what's happening because otherwise at least half of the dialogue in this is just drowned out yeah so anyway they fight some draconids and the draconids to one of the things I'll give this movie credit for is that the main characters are not invincible. Like, whenever the Ninja Turtles are like the star of a movie and you never even see them take a punch. In this movie, you get to see all of the main characters get the shit beat out of them on the regular. Oh, yeah. Like, if it wasn't for the fact that they have this blue crystal staff and whatever, they would be wrecked. Well, that but mostly because Draconids are not an enemy that you're supposed to fight when your le- wizard can still cast, like, first and third level spells. They're They're dangerous. Oh, yeah. I mean, in this, they're bumbling morons, but... At but least even they, then, they still manage to beat the shit out of people. Yeah, they keep stealing their swords, because when you kill Draconids, this is one of the things I knew about... This, uh, other things I know about Dragonlance. When you kill Draconids, they turn to stone and your sword gets stuck in them, because fuck melee, am I right, D&D? Uh, yeah, we can't let those fighters get too powerful. Yeah, huh? I gotta watch out for that. Uh, <laughs> also, there are a lot of minotaurs, and they're very important for some reason, but not in this movie. No. There's like a lot of important minotaur- minotaurs. Also, the elves are divided up by stupid, almost Tolkien words. Almost. You got them Sylvanesti, Qualinesti, Shamanesti. <laughs> <laughs> nasty, uh, nasty, yeah. nasty boy. I was going to say, and the main elf is Miss Jackson if you're Shamanesti. Yeah, Miss <laughs> Jackson if you're nasty. <laughs> <laughs> There's, uh, so <laughs> they they managed to 
get away from the Draconids. Yeah, and they have, to the... heal up, they have to heal up Sturm, who gets beat half to death. Yeah, he's just, like, bleeding out. And the, <laughs> the, the greatest makes... thing about that, when they use the, the blue crystal staff on him and he heals, the blood that was pooled around him soaks back into his body. And you're all... like, ew. Because it was cheaper to reverse the frame. Yeah. It was cheaper to show that shot in reverse than it would have been to show him heal and, you know, just get new blood. No, now he has to have dirty dirt blood. Yeah, he's got just, mud blood in him. Just going all up oh, in him. Oh, man. Some blades of grass just sort of getting caught in his arteries and stuff. He's got <laughs> some ants in there. Like Voldemort is going to hate him now. <laughs> yeah, because he's a mudblood. Yeah. Yeah. He's the one who lived and should not have. <laughs> Uh, okay, so that happens, and then they... They have to run for more of them into the forest of a bunch of dead guys. Oh, that's right. They have to briefly meet the undead, and then Raceland casts Speak with Dead. Yep, and then he's like, hey, don't uh, fuck with me. Also, if you've got a staff, good for you. Yeah, the guy's like, like, hey, uh, we are undead. Please do not disturb our lands. And then, you... and then for some reason, one of the characters was like, look! A blue crystal staff or something. Not one of the dead people, just one of like the, the main characters was like, Look, a blue crystal staff. And the the undead was like, What? And and then No, it was it was like, Why are you here? And they're like, Oh, we're just coming around here. We've got this blue crystal staff that we're gonna walk around with and like, What? And then and then they like call up a portal, which everyone jumps in the portal and it takes them to my favorite character in the movie. <laughs> it is the best character ever. A vine wrapped unicorn. That you <laughs> we, that speaks like someone's speakers are broken. We we didn't understand. I mean, I kind of understood a few things. Race there were said. some words, yeah. that I got out of this unicorn, and that was it. But it was just like the unicorn speaking, going. Well, we, don't, we don't have to do it that way. Here, watch. I'll, I'll I'll give you one of the unicorn's lines. Here, let's do this. All right, now imagine that. But even worse. Yeah, I don't even think I can, like, on my own, accidentally fuzz this thing down to what it actually sounds like in the show. Yeah, it is real terrible. Yeah, we, I mean, you can kind of almost hear what I'm saying in that. It, imagine if you couldn't. <laughs> Just imagine for a second. And this unicorn's important. It gives them a whole bunch of important advice as far as we know. Yeah, this is where they find out that the discs exist. It's where they get the quest to, like, go get those back. Yeah, like, I mean, the unicorn's cool looking. I mean, I'll, I'll give it that. It's, like, covered in cool vines. Yeah, it's a weird vine unicorn. I'm like, oh, that's that's neat looking. Okay, and this is the pivotal point in the story where it's no longer just we're running away from things and we don't know what to do. It's, okay, now we have a quest. Yeah. And yet you can tell... None of that. Yeah, nothing at all. And like, she tells him about Verminard and the discs and Tachesis and everything, and you're like, okay. She has more lines than half of the party. <laughs> like, I'd say at least half. Like, I'd say she has more lines than Sturm and Kermit Kermondong. What's uh Caramon? Caramon, thank you. Uh, it probably has more lines than both of them put together, but all of them were just like... Yeah, it's terrible. It's just nothing. Uh, so that's a character. Yep. And now they need to go get these discs and boy, howdy, when they go to these weird, like ancient ruins of where a temple used to be, because that's where apparently this dragon has decided to keep these discs. Uh, yeah. And again, I'm, I'm baffled by this because this dragon was assigned to go get the staff. It's weird because it's, it's Onyx. And I thought it was going to be some other dragon that was going to be protecting it, but no, it is the original dragon that was like, oh, I'm a human and now I'm going to fly off. And the task was go find that blue crystal staff so we can stop this prophecy from happening. 
and when we see her, she's just sleeping on a horde? Yeah, she just fucks off back to her lair and sleeps on a horde. I assume that she doesn't actually like Verminard that much, even though he's like totally like caressing on her face and all, like, you are my most trusted of lieutenants. You're my a number one, a guy. <laughs> Bob. <laughs> Gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... So basically, she's like sleeping on a horde, and she's got the discs with her. And the only way they can find this is gully dwarves. Yay, gully dwarves. It's like if a a gnome was actually handicapped in some way. Yeah, they really are. They're 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 practically offensive to look at. Like I know that seeing so you know the the race of dwarves doesn't really exist, and gully dwarves don't really exist. It's still sort of painful to see these things on screen. Yeah, and uh, Raceland goes ahead and charms person on one of them. Oh, yeah, but I mean, we only see like five of them in the movie. Four of them are walking along, and then they just fall down. Yeah. That's to give you the idea of what Gully Dwarves is. They're just like, ah, Gully Dwarves, I hate them. And then it cuts to four of them, and they're just like, derp, 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 ah, we all oh, fell down. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, and then Raceland charms purses on, person on a lady one named Bupu. <laughs> Bupu. Bupu, which just reminds me of how there was like a, a like a sort of racist pygmy character in the uh, in um, the Dr. Doolittle books named Beppo. <laughs> yeah, no. And uh, the we definitely focus a lot on uh, the mouth here. Sort of the Boca, the Boca day. Yeah, you get a lot of, yeah, you get a lot of Boca de Beppo. <laughs> and then she casts a spell and it's Buppity Bopity Boo. <laughs> So she knows a secret way in, and they crawl through a little hole, and there they are. And man, the other thing is Raceland's like, well, I need to go find this spell book. If you can find that, get me that. Yeah, that's and he a- wants the book of Fist and Dantilus. Fist and Daddy's Puss. That's what he wants. Ah, <laughs> uh, Fist and Daddy's well, he Puss. Doesn't, he doesn't seem to want the discs. He, this is one of the rare parts where, where Raceland's all like, yeah, I'm a dick. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot of what we, like... You've heard, if you know anything about Dragonlance, or a lot that you get from the text, is Raceland is very, like, all about himself. He's callous. Yeah. He's callous and self-serving, but he's not necessarily a bad guy. No, he's he's not evil. He would be, like, neutral dick would be his alignment. Yeah. So when they're like, hey, uh, we have to get the discs, he's like, all right, let me talk to this gully dwarf that likes me. Go get me a book. <laughs> Go get me that spell book. And uh, I think that's probably why he ends up being able to have Fireball later on, is because he finds it in that spellbook. Yeah, in the in the Tome of Fist and Dantilus, yeah. apparently is the Fireball spell. But we don't see him spending a month a- attempting it and then having to make the roll to learn it. No, he just gets to. Yeah. Uh, Come on, bo- movie, get your shit together. <laughs> so we get fucking Riverwind, and the only time where he gets to do anything in this movie decides now, in front of a dragon, is the best time to get into a shouting match with Tannis. Oh right, who's the one who gets caught? Is it it's it's gold it's Goldface who gets trapped under the dragon? Yeah, it's Gold Dust. It's Gold Dust. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know it's Gold Moon. I'm just I, I, these these names. I'm having the Caramon is the one that I absolutely cannot remember. That's weird. I, I don't know why it just will not stay in my head. It's probably because it's a super weird name and never matters. It's always Raceland and never Caramon. Yeah, he's always a bridesmaid, never the bride. Always a fighter and never a wizard. Yep. Boy, that should just be a straight-up mantra about D&D in general. Right. Always the fighter, never the wizard. Oh. Mm. Anyway, uh, Goldmoon gets captured by the dragon who, like, 
holds her up, like uses a claw to like be like, "Hey, give me that give staff, me, give, me, give me your stuff, or I'm gonna kill this cleric." Yeah, and yeah, this is the point where Riverwind suddenly is like, "I hate half elves." You know, like before she's even awake, he's just like, "I hate you, half elf," and that's what wakes her up. Yeah, and I'm like, why? Why are you doing that in the middle of a dragon? Pick a time, buddy. Like there are points where you can be like, "Ah, oh, you know what? Maybe I should, I should finally let my hatred bubble over." But nope. Right in front of a sleeping dragon, probably not the time to have a fight. Yeah, well, there's no bad time for hate, John. <laughs> Could we just wait until after the peaceful transition of power? No. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the <laughs> the way in which they solve this is like they break the staff over the dragon's leg. Yeah, they break the staff. And it, I guess getting hit by the staff does... Something. Oh, Some well, kind of spell effect. She's evil, so she doesn't like good magic. Yeah, and then Goldmoon straight up, like, the staff turns into, like, a proton pack, and she's just blasting the dragon with it. By the way, the dragon breathes acid, which is good, because it's a black dragon. That was yeah. that was sort of neat to see it do the right thing. Yeah, it threw a trash can through a window of a pizzeria. <laughs> God. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, and then it went off to be a menace to South Central while drinking <laughs> its juice in the hood. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, I forget what day that happened. John, do you remember what day that happened? Uh, I think that was on Friday. I think that might have been, on... been next Friday. It was either Friday or next Friday. I know it was at the barbershop. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, movies. <laughs> so, so yeah, they get, like, blown up and crushed by falling shenanigans. and But it turns out Goldmoon's actually alive. The gods have resurrected her. And now she has actual cleric power and doesn't need the staff. Yeah, from this point forward, everything she she keeps getting called upon to prove that she's a cleric, and there's always a convenient sick person nearby. Yeah, whenever they're like, oh, the, the gods of light are back, and we have proof she's a cleric, and everyone's like, bullshit, heal this dude. Heal this random sick dude we carry around in case we meet false clerics. <laughs> yeah, in case of cleric, punch dude. Whack! Now well, he's never, sick. They're never wounded, they're always just sick. They're always like, I can't move or talk. Yeah, there's... There's there's a random dude, and then there's also, like, the, the leader of that town they started in. Well, yeah, there's the... Uh, the first one is they end up, like, getting caught by the Draconids and thrown into... A, a, a slave gang. A, like, yeah, they're in uh, a bunch of, like... It sort of looks like those uh, pens you'd put a tiger in in a circus. Or, yeah, well, that or... Those just, little cage they're sla- carriages. They're slave cages. I mean, you yeah. see them at the end of Django Unchained. Yeah, and so there's a guy in there who's bleeding out because, like, his arm is cut off, and she heals that, but then that's not enough. There's also some kid who's just dying, not wounded, just oh, yeah, dying. She's generically kid sick. Just, Mommy, it hurts, and then she gets healed. Mommy, it feels better. And, but she dies. Because her wounds are too severe, but she's like, oh, it doesn't hurt anymore. Yeah. Well, whatever. She died happy. Yeah, she also, died doing what she loved. Also, Fizban and, and Tika are in this slave p- cage as well. Oh, they're like, oh, look, the people we actually give a fuck about. Look at you. Hooray. And since this is the party's first time actually meeting Fizban, he they get to finally establish what his character is, which is a befuddled but friendly old wizard who, Raceland, when he casts spells, has to be like, rala crash. But the uh, Fizban is just like uh, a fireball. Yeah, it's great. They need to escape at one point after, like, elves attack the caravan so they can save one of the elves who's in there. Yeah. And the they're like, oh, we need to get through this lock. And he's like, oh, I've got something for that. Knock. 
and he just says knock, and it opens the lock. Makes you wonder if he has to be careful not to accidentally cast his spells every day. Right? But uh, yeah, he casts knock and pops open the lock. And oh, the other running gag that we get about Fizban is that he isn't sure what his name is, but he thinks it's probably Fizban. And that causes Tasselhoff every time to be like, that's not a real name, according to a guy named Tasselhoff. Yeah, Tasselhoff Burfoot is definitely the person who is an authority on what makes up a real name. Yeah, he's the arbiter of good names. He's, he's down with Caramon, Goldmoon, Raceland, but he draws the line at Fizban. Yeah, Fizban, totally a made-up name. Who are you fucking kidding, buddy? <laughs> you gotta wonder if that was, like, at the table, like at the gaming table, if that was him making fun of one of the other players' names. Yeah. Fizban, like, get your shit together. Get, come on, Fizban. Oh, yeah. Fizban. Great. Look, every good name is two regular things stuck together, followed by a last name that's the same shit. <laughs> uh, come on, try it. Try the name DuckTales Tailspin. <laughs> uh, Darkwing Goof Troop. Let's go. Oh, man. I am do- totally going to play Darkwing Goof Troop. That is that is definitely my character for the next time we need to make one for bonus content. Yeah, that's going to be the next Heroes Unlimited character, Dark, <laughs> Darkwing Goof Troop. <laughs> All so, right. So, yeah, they escape, and then now they have to hang out with elves. And, and the elves are assholes. Oh, yeah, huge dicks are the elves. Like, more so than usual. And that's because uh, back when all the gods left, all of the races got pissed off at each other, so... Elves don't like anyone, and humans don't like anyone else, so it's all very insular for races. Yeah, yeah, uh, and the, the dwarves don't like the humans. Yeah, it just goes on like and that. Dwarves don't like gully dwarves. Yeah, uh, but I guess dwarves are fine with humans, and no one, rightly, no one likes Kender. No, no one likes Kender. They're terrible. Yeah, they're the worst thing about Dragonlance, and Dragonlance is already a pretty bad thing. <laughs> so, okay, we, we meet a couple of relevant elves. There's a random hero elf who will go with them. There's the boss of elves who is very hard to please. Also, the the fucking boss of elves is, like, purple? Yes, he's purple because he's purple nasty. Yeah, um, he's, he's purple drank. Yeah, he's purple. He's, he's purple Saurus Rex. <laughs> yeah, that's the the main elf. I think that's his name. Yeah, I'm pretty Pur- sure. Purple Saurus Rexel nasty. That's that's him. <laughs> And then, uh, and then there's the girl, Sharkleberry Finsty, who uh, she's like in love with Tannis and they grew up together or something. And she's like straight up baby and marriage crazy. Like, that's oh, yeah. Her whole character is just like, Tannis, you're back. We can fucking get married. And he's like, no, no, we can't. We can't no, do I, that. I, I don't want to do that. She's like, but, yeah, we, but we could. could. We could. And he's like, no, I hate your friggin' people. They are so mean to me all the time. Your dad said it'd be better if I was dead. I just, I don't want to be connected to your family. But we, but he would learn to love you eventually. Elves live a long time, and he's like, "No, no. What do I have to say to you? No. <laughs> what? I, I have fallen in love with a human. I like a human more than you. Yeah. By the way, that's Sir not appearing in this film, Kittyara. Yeah, Kittyara, who Boy, should yep. have been uh, at the great meeting and did not show up. So just randomly throughout the movie, they're like. I wonder what Kitty R is doing so that you remember she exists. She exists. And also so that Raceland, every time they say that, they're like, I wonder what Kitty R is doing. Raceland can be like, probably some guy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a dick. Uh, Yeah. And then he just makes finger guns and then shoots magic missiles out of them. (laughs) Finger gunsless. So he, uh, I'm sorry, Raceland doesn't do shit at this point in the movie. Tannis basically rejects this offer, and then they have to go through yet another round of prove the cleric's a cleric. Yep, so she's got to do more powers, and oh, But this man. time she does something that pisses the, cler- the the elf boss off royally. Oh, yeah, well, it's just, she's, they're like, oh, she's a witch. 
I'm like, no, she just used cleric powers. What the fuck is wrong with you? Well, you asked for a demonstration. But, uh, but anyway, he, eventually they get it all sorted somehow. Oh, Fizzban sorts yeah, Fizzban's it all Fizzban's like, how about you shut the fuck up, huh, elf? Yeah, Fizzban is very obviously a god in disguise. Yeah, it is so obvious. Yeah, I mean, I didn't, I have never read this Dragonlance nonsense. I think people who have would know that he's Paladine, but I had no idea, but I still had it, I had it put together from before he met the party. Oh, yeah. The, when he, when as he walks, soon as he walks into a thing and he's like, I'll tell you a story about the gods. I'm an old man you've never met. Wink. And you're like, okay, great. I enjoy your hospitality. Yeah. It, it's like the second you meet a bearded guy in a Christmas movie, you're like, you're going to be Santa at the end. It's, I get it. It's going to turn out you're the real Santa. Ugh. Or is he? He is. And then some jink, 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 jink noise starts playing or something. <laughs> do, 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 do. He's actually a god. So then they're like, okay, well... Uh, all the rest of the people that we weren't able to save, uh, they're being held captive, and you should go save them from yeah, Verminard. Yeah, they're, they're being held captive in Verminard's tower, because everything in this world is like about a mile from each other. Apparently, yeah. It's so, like they're, It's like the whole thing's taking place at Disneyland. <laughs> He's holding them at Splash Mountain. <laughs> we are here at Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. What we're going to need to do is go through Old Westland. <laughs> Is that even still there? Oh yeah, of okay, course it is. I haven't been to Disneyland since I was like fifteen, so I don't re- I don't know what they've torn down to replace. Of course, Old Westland is like four shops, the shooting gallery thing, and like Big Thunder Mountain, and that's it. Okay, I, I would have figured it's basically down to nothing. Yeah, and, and I know that I haven't been since they completely revamped the sci-fi the Tomorrowland. I know it's way cooler looking now. Yeah, it's it's much. Much snazzier. more interesting. I mean, uh, granted, I really loved 1950s idea of what th- the future will be, so that was that was one of my favorite places to go. Yeah. But Those stupid People Movers were the dumbest ride I loved. Oh, I loved People Mover, and I'm sad that they got rid of it, and they never really put anything there either. That's a shame. Going through that part where it was like the ride through Tron was so good. Right? Yeah. Oh, well. Anyway. Um, so, yeah. they so Disneyland. They've got to go save... The Not rest farm. of the the, uh, the people from Verminard. Right. They have to go save everyone else. So they do. And indeed they do. And, and to- indeed they did. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> the- uh. <laughs> At this point, the party gets as big as it's gonna. Because not only do we have all of the regular party members, they add in Fizzban, they add in Tika, who comes along, they add in the elf chick that's all up on Tannis's nuts. Yeah, and, and he's like, no, go away. Tannis, at this point, straight up turns into a douche. Oh, yeah. He's like, oh, God, why are you following me? Why don't you go home? And it's not just her. It's like everyone in the group. He's like, all right, here's who's going to come with us to go on this adventure. Caramon uh, and Sturm and Flint, if he's into it. And Flint's like, yeah, I'm good. And then, and then he's like, all the women are going to stay here, especially Goldmoon. <laughs> and, and, and they're like, what? No, we're coming with you. No. Well, we uh. are, but we are, though, because you're not, the, not in charge and we never voted. <laughs> You're not the boss of me. Shut up. No no one likes you. The elves don't like you. We don't like you. Just sit quietly. <laughs> and then, but sure enough, this elf woman shows up and she's like, I can help fight. And he's like, no, go away. No, I'm going to help fight, though, because you're not the boss of me. <laughs> Yeah, he's just angry at everyone and no one cares. If you were, if we were married, you could order me around. Hint, hint. Huh? You knock me up and then I'll follow some directions. <laughs> and also an extra elf. Yeah, and then some other elf. There's some other elf. Don't worry, none of these characters have been added as fodder because no good guy dies in this movie. Yeah, they, uh... The only, the only death in this movie that isn't like a random dragon monster is a little girl. Yeah, there's, uh... There's the random, like, dragon attack at the end that 
roasts some people. Yeah, but no one we know. No, it's just some of the random people that they save now are yeah. going to get roasted by a Dagron. Yeah. Well, so they get into this they get into this building and they find all the people and it's real easy to find all the people and there's a uh, the, the people are all like in a big caged room but they're not caged. They're open free to go and that's cuz the dragon has their children. Yeah. And a dragon, I guess. Yeah, the the one dragon that's watching them has the kids and None of them will leave because then those kids will die. I got to assume that most of those people don't have kids. There's like five kids. Yeah. So you but feel I like mean, you don't want to be the one dick who's like, well, I ain't got a kid. Fuck y'all. I'm leaving. I feel like once there's that one dick, there's going to be a lot more dicks. <laughs> like the moment one kid's like, one guy's like, you know what? Fuck those kids. Let's go. We can go make more kids. Come on, ladies. Look, it's it's five kids. No one cares. Let's leave. Let's leave. And then there'll be a few guys who be like, yeah, fuck it. But no, they're all hanging around, and so they, they concoct an elaborate trap to go get the kids from the dragon, which involves all of the male characters in the party having to dress up in drag. Yep, and they gotta go in there, and it turns out the dragon is sort of half-crazed and almost blind. And, but, but very nice. Yeah, thinks well, she thinks the children she's watching are her brood, so she thinks they're like little dragons. So when they say, oh, we're gonna take the kids out, oh, well, normally they would go to the yard that way. Oh, we're taking them to the roof to as a special the, treat. Yeah, that was my favorite. They're being taken to the roof as a special treat to look at the mountain, they said. Uh, yeah, and she's like, well, ma- make sure they don't fall. They don't have their wings in yet. Well, what a treat it is to look at a mountain. Yeah. So, uh, and then they just walk away from the dragon, and there you go. And they try to sneak away through the front door because they <laughs> the weirdest thing to me is they try to go out through the tunnels that they had come in through, mm-hmm. and there's like five draconids or whatever they're guarding it and they're like oh no we can't go that way we'll have to go through the front door and just sneak past the entire army of them they yeah go, you have shown through this movie that you can straight up murder at least a pack of these guys right and and you way outnumber them right now you've picked up a bunch of extra fighters yeah there's no way that you can't just be like we're gonna get the surprise we'll get one round of racelin at least going like all right, here's a spell to damage them to start with, and then we beat the shit out of them. Crack-a-lack-a-backa. Bad mama jamma, he'd say or something. <laughs> yeah. He's col- on fire. <laughs> cast color spray. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, I cast grease. I didn't mean to. Oh, no. Well, anyway, they end up in a huge that fight. That wasn't with- the one that I want. It's not the one I want. Ooh, 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 <laughs> baby. Ah, uh, grease. Oh, uh, cast grease. <laughs> I'll cast lightning. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Now it's grease lightning. <laughs> yeah, grease lightning. Great spell. Yeah, everyone loves grease lightning. <laughs> the kid, the chicks will cream. <laughs> uh, anyway, they get in a big fight with a bunch of fucking dragons, and then a big dragon shows up, and then they uh, they convince the Raceland cast a spell that some that creates a hole, so the old dragon shows up. Oh yeah, the the old dragon is convinced that. Verminard, who's riding around on some other dragon, they're like, oh, Verminard's gone crazy and he's killing your kids. So that dragon attacks the other dragon. Causing Verminard to fall like 500 feet to the ground. And then just, just <laughs> pick himself up, dust himself off, and he is A-OK. Falling damage. Doesn't matter. Don't worry about it. <laughs> he's wearing a ridiculous helmet at this point. Yeah. It's hard to tell because he's wearing like a the, half a skull and then a towel. Is, is the helmet he's wearing. He's got like a veil that covers his face from half a skull hat. Yeah. He just looks stupid. And, and 
he stomps around and beats on people. And, and gets, he's got actual cleric spells, so he casts, like, uh, blind and hold person. And harm, I think, was yeah. what we figured out. But they all look like ghost snakes. Yeah, because it's all themed around taquitos. Yeah, taquitos eventually will show up for this fight. Uh, Takesis or Tiamat or whatever. But yeah, he gets in a big old fight with Tannis, and there's a whole bunch of random people killing each other. There's a scene where Flint decides he's too tired to fight anymore until Raceland or someone... Riverwind is like, oh, I guess you are too old to do this. And then he just freaks out and murders some more guys. Yeah. I'm not too old! Also, by this point in the movie, all of them have figured out how to kill Draconids without losing their weapons. Yeah, that was one of the big things in this, is the last fight, everyone's like, no, nah, I'm not going to stab anyone anymore. That's that's not a good plan. Or if they do, they just shake the weapon and the draconid falls apart. Which is weird, because when they first do that, like, Sturm loses the sword of his father in one of them, and he's like, I need my sword! And it takes a lot of work to pry it loose before the thing, like, crumbles. Yeah. But now it's just like, and a wiggle, there we go. And we're all set. The one downside, not a downside anymore. We have leveled up a little bit. We are fine. Yeah. Uh, so the two dragons are fighting in the sky. Tannis is fighting Verminard. And then Takesis shows up, and she, like, tries to cast some sort of spell with a big pool of water she has. Well, she's she's basically out in heaven, and it's whenever she's, she's watching the battle through her little pool. Mm-hmm. So whenever uh verminard is casting anything she's like casting it through the pool for him it's right it's interesting and then uh, fizzban shows up turns into uh turns into paladine and he's like let's fucking go but of course he's a cartoon and she's a cgi so there's not a very interesting fight it's a picture of him swinging his sword and then a flash of light and then her kind of stumbling backwards twice yeah and then she just disappears yeah so there we go Movie's over. All of the effects that Verminard had disappear as soon as Takesis gets beaten, so all the hold person and blinds are gone. Right, and then the movie is basically just wrap up. They kill Verminard or beat him up, I don't remember. Yeah, they stab him. They They stab him like three times. Oh, that's right. They just put swords in him and he dies. Yeah. Uh, And then they have a scene where they all regroup in in clearing, and Tannis is getting all mopey because he hasn't been laid recently, so he's all like, Oh, yeah. Maybe I could be in love with that elf chick I told off a bunch of times if I was just interested. I could force myself to be interested in her. I mean, she's got a vagina. And then and then, uh, fucking Raceland's like, Nah, look, she's already hooking up with the magistrate of the town. Yeah, that weird old guy. You had to lock it down, buddy. <laughs> we get uh, Gold Moon and River Wind get to be married now because... I guess there was something of their people that said they couldn't be together, and I don't know why. No, not until uh, Gold or Riverwind had to go out into the world and count coup by being mean to a half elf. <laughs> yeah, that's and, exactly and it. And generally being useless for an entire movie. Yeah, and the, then you after can't, that, you can't get married until you're useless for at least the length of a movie. Yeah, and you get and you get all angry at a half elf. But, and, they, uh, but they get to get married. We finally get the very end is. You know, fucking uh, Tannis going. Oh, I wonder what is happening with. Kittyara, and then we cut to uh, someone coming up to someone who's like, "Ah, oh, the dragons are ready to follow your whim, Dragon Master Kittyara." And then we get like the big reveal that apparently Kittyara is an evil person. Right. Well, given that this is the first movie in this series, and we didn't meet her before she was an evil person, it's weird to be like, "Yeah, that's going to be the big reveal at the end." You're like, "Yeah, but I don't care who that is." Yeah. I don't know who well, the bad guy. He's been in love with the bad guy the whole time. That was dumb of him. Weird. Okay, that's that's, that's all we get. And then we cut to credits, and there you go. That was uh, that was that was Dagron Lance. Dagrons of Autumnum Twilight. 
Yep, that was definitely some autumn twilight. What's, what's the next one called? The Dragons of uh, Springs Boner. <laughs> shit Boner. Yeah, shit. We need to go talk to that shit boner. <laughs> we were playing Exalted the other day, folks. <laughs> and one of our friends uh, who was playing the game as well, but by Skype, said, I need to go talk to that ship owner. And just because of the speakers or whatever, instead of ship owner, it really sounded like shit boner. I have to go talk to that shit boner, he said. <laughs> and John and I looked at each other from the couch <laughs> the two of us were sitting on, and we're both kind of like doing the I will hold my face shut so that I don't explode into laughing, while the ST is like looking at us and going, yeah, I heard it too. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> shut up, you two. Just shut, shut up. up. <laughs> we're both like, <laughs> shit boner. <laughs> I, I had to send a text from the couch sitting right next to him that just said, shit boner. <laughs> just because, shit boner. <laughs> anyway, so, there's a little glimpse into our lives. That, that is the world according to us. Yeah. Let's go to the best and worst. Of course, that's the right place to go. Uh, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want? The best? Huh? Yeah, I guess can, the best. Let's start with best. Let's the start best. With, let's start with the, the best, best. The best. The best. The best. The yeah. best. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What was the highlight of the film? Uh, voice casting, not acting. Casting. Huh. So Kiefer Sutherland, Lucy Lawless. I'm a huge fan of Michael Rosenbaum. He's one of my favorite actors. Man, like, Michael Rosenbaum getting in anything, and I'm like, yeah, man, good yeah, job. I'm on board with that. Uh, I mean, uh, the worst is going to be what they did with them, but the, the best <laughs> is that's good casting. All right. That's good casting. I, I, I appreciated it, especially with how ugly this movie was. I was amazed they managed to get such a good voice cast. Yeah. But then again, you know, we reviewed Food Fight, and, I mean, that had some, like, major voices in it. Yeah, it sure did, and it sure was incredibly terrible. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I guess there's no accounting for that. I mean, people will come in and record without seeing what their eventually their voice will eventually be attached to, so. Yeah. All right, well, anyway, that's it. It's the voice casting for me. What would you say is your favorite thing about Dragonlance Dragons of Autumn Twiglet? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say that dumb hobgoblin. I fucking love that guy, and I don't know why. Oh, he even shows up again at the end to get killed. Yeah, he does. He's like, whoa, no, and man, I Every time he's on screen, I'm just giggling. He looks He looks like ridiculous. his head's too big. It looks like he should fall over and be stuck because his head's so heavy. Yeah, his his body is too thin and small for his giant head. His arms are kind of long. He just looks weird. He's got huge old sideburns. It looks like if you took the Huntress villain Mandragora's head and stuck it on a scarecrow. <laughs> You were like, there, you're alive. And it was like, ah, my head's too heavy. Oh, kill me. Yeah. I am an abomination. So, yeah, he's he's terrible. That's going to be your favorite thing? I love that. I don't care. That's the best thing in this movie for me. Well, that's, uh, that says a lot. No, okay, I'll also say Fizzband casting spells by saying the spell. Great. Yeah, that, that makes me want to do that. That's yeah, just being like, wizard. oh, you need a verbal component. Okay, fireball. <laughs> friends. <laughs> you're my friend now. Hey, friend. You're my friend because I said friends. Friends. <laughs> Let's have sex later. I'll cast Grease. hey oh All right. Uh, Hickory dickory dot. <laughs> the mouse ran up the clock. I haven't had a meaningful conversation with my son in three years. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, worst thing. What was the very worst for you? Sound balance. Okay. I couldn't understand anything anyone was saying in this movie. I mean... This movie is ugly and boring, and yet the sound balance made it so that I just couldn't even follow what was happening. Yeah, I mean, a lot of times, even if a movie looks kind of shitty, 
as long as something interesting is happening, I can be like, all right, sure. You know, you're some indie film. You couldn't afford things to look great, but at least you've got an interesting idea. But this was just, I can't tell what's happening. Well, because one of my one of my least favorite adaptation movies of all time is the the David Lynch Dune. Huh. And it's not, it, you know, the visuals are inventive. The casting is pretty solid. It, it's a it's a weird but reasonable attempt at an adaptation. But the sound editing is so awful. <laughs> it's so awful in that movie. The movie's all full of noises and because they, they had, like, just shit sound editing. And I think it's probably just a bad transfer most of the time I'm trying to watch as well. But then they layer that with a lot of the movie being characters talking while also whispering to themselves. Huh. And it comes down to the point where you have no idea what anyone's saying. Yeah. So that, that's a bad thing in this movie, too. And I, I, just, I just hate it. I hate it when I encounter it in films. Okay. And your least favorite? Uh, I'll take the other end of this, which is the visuals on it. Mm-hmm. The CGI in this was unnecessary. Yeah, that was that, the dragons being CGI was distracting and not not interesting. No, instead of it being like, oh, they look like weird and alien, and like everything else looks sort of like the same cartoon, and then oh, dragons are these weird, crazy beings, and that's what them being a different animation type does. But instead, it was just. Oh, look, crappy animation hit crappier animation. That's great. Yeah, the dragons, I mean, they're probably more expensive to have on screen. They look worse. Yeah, it looks dumpy. Like, it's just blobs of pixels moving around. Yeah. Every time you see one on screen, you you figure Tannis is going to run up and say something in an 80s cartoon voice because he looks like an 80s cartoon. He'll be like, come, fellows, we have to stop this thing before it offers us a high-interest home loan. Because, you know, how how that happened in 80s cartoons. Well, no, I'm saying because the, the CGI dragons look like they're from daytime, com- daytime commercials. Yes. That's that's what we're getting across here. That That is what's oh, happening. Oh, that draconid gave me wicked toe fungus. <laughs> so, yeah, I can see that. So this movie both looks and sounds ugly. Yep. It is just an affront to all of the senses. Mm-hmm. So that's the favorite and least favorite for sure. All right, so... Uh, out of five, for each of us, will give us our rating out of ten. What do you rate the Dragons of Autumn Twilight? Uh, I'm going to give this one a one and a half. One and one half. One and point five. All right. Uh, and, the, and the point five is because at least, uh, you know what? Screw it. It gets a two. The adherence to actual D&D rules is worth a whole point from me. All right. I'm going to say that. The fact that I kept going, ha, he just cast a spell I recognize. And, ah, these <laughs> characters are low level and they suck. Like that was it was amusing to me to watch that instead of you know every time you normally see a D and D adaptation which is just hey Game of Thrones and sometimes someone says orc, huh. so it was that was kind of neat to see a movie that was like no we're doing D and D and we're going to stick to the guns oh yeah or like magic is always just represented as blue random energy. stuff happens pulses of blue energy yeah yeah oh I blasted someone with some energy that was my spell yeah so in this one the spells are spells you would recognize yeah. So that gets a whole point for me. That raises this thing to a two. Otherwise, would have been an execrable one. Yeah, um, I'm going to go one and a half because I already knew the story. Mm-hmm. And so I wasn't as amazed that they were doing what they were doing with it. Okay. But it was still, I mean, it is still nice to see 
the D and D as actual D and D on anything. Yeah, and it's not like I haven't ever consumed D and D fiction before. I read one or two of the Drizzt books. Wow! And all I could learn from those because I did the same thing. I was like, I will recognize actual D and D stuff in here, and I rapidly learned that R.A. Salvatore doesn't give a fuck about actual D and D. No. Every time Drizzt does anything, it adds another level in a random class. <laughs> Drist realized briefly that he was psionic, and he did some psychic stuff. Like, what? Wait, really? Did that just happen? Yes, he has five levels of it. Don't worry about it. Ah, uh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so he just, I mean, he's a fine writer, but he doesn't give a fuck about his source material. No. He is just writing a story. He does not care that it aligns with what's going on in the book. Yeah, but this did, and that was worth a point. There you go. So, yeah. a, so a three and a half, I guess. Three and a half. It is... Not not good. It is real real annoying to watch. Well, there certainly isn't a dragon of springtime's great boners or whatever. So, yeah, so these, there's no sequel coming out. Yeah, they are not going to make another one of these. This was eight years ago, and, and they realized, oh, wait, this is terrible, and no one likes it. All I really want to do now is get big enough as reviewers that we can that we can afford interviews and get Kiefer Sutherland on the phone so I can <laughs> be like, so after you saw that- So, Keith. So, Keith. So, Beefer Sutherman, after you saw that movie, were you excited to make another one? Were you ready for the next one? Because I hear that they were going to pay you $300 and a Diet Coke. <laughs> I hear you were going to get a sandwich from Kraft Services. <laughs> a sandwich with Kraft Singles. From Kraft. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm i real glad that they didn't do that because, man, this was terrible. Was there any D&D movie or adaptation you'd like to see? Like, like what property from D&D do you think is due a film? Uh, I can't even imagine one working out, really. Like, Dragonlance is about as close as you get, because at least it does all of the D&D stuff, but it still has its own cosmology and world and things. That's true. I mean, like for example, I don't think the Drizzt books would ever work as a movie. There is no way to make a dark elf either not racist or not stupid looking. Yeah, also that. Uh, so, we'll never see that. Anything with Elminster is just going to be complete insanity so there's no real way to do that oh yeah basically anything by greenwood yeah uh, bruce or otherwise <laughs> bruce or otherwise <laughs> you're never gonna make it work because uh, because all of his stuff is just freaky 70s sex change shit <laughs> so so that's not it i i could see maybe a, a movie that's set entirely in sigil as being kind of cool i could i could see an eberron movie being cool eberron, oh yeah eberron if they really stuck to the guns of how, all the stuff that makes Eberron Eberron. If it was like, oh man, the whole movie is a heist film set on one of those lightning rail trains that's powered by elementals. Yeah, that would be rad. That if would they be just embraced how weird the setting is, I would be all about it. Oh my god, what if it was just taking a Pelham 1, 2, 3, except it had fighters <laughs> instead of cops? <laughs> See, that's that's what I want out of my fantasy movies that try and be D&D, is the same thing I want out of my superhero movies, which is to let them be what they are. Mm. Don't keep trying to, like... Oh, we need to make this way more grounded and fifty percent more grit. We need to make things gritty, and no one, no one gets to be in a costume. That's stupid. Costumes are stupid. Yeah, it's like how the X Men movies are getting rebooted right now, and the entire world is saying, "Please, no more black leather." Yeah, just stop having our superheroes run around in like biker outfits, and then someone accidentally says their superhero name from the comics, and they have to get made fun of for doing that. Oh yeah, someone just says whatever code name that they have, and then everyone's like, that's a dumb name. Why would you do that? Anyway, I'm going to call you by your first name. I, I was so grumpy when that happened with Luke Cage. When he gets, they put him in the outfit, like his original 70s outfit with the, the afro and the tiara. Yeah, the tiara and, and everything. And he has to look at himself in a mirror and go, I look like a damn fool. <laughs> he was like, all right, granted, you do. <laughs> yes, but. 
But still, own it. Own it and re- own it. Respect the stupid outfit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all I want for my superheroes is for them to be the superheroes. All I want for my D and D is for it to be D and D. Yeah, and not Tolkien, and not Lord of the Rings, and not Game of Thrones. No, just be as D and D as you possibly can. I want someone to actually say that their longsword is plus one. Like, that's what I want out of D&D. I want someone to get in trouble because you're not rated for a plus two longsword. Like, <laughs> what? You can't handle that. Turn in your sword and your badge. <laughs> uh, All well, right. There you go. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, that has been our Dragon Lance, Dragons of Autumn Twilight review. Of course, we will have another couple weeks. We'll be doing another one. We have our poll up right now, so please go vote for what we're going to see this month in theaters. Uh, You can just find that if you go to SystemMasteryPodcast.com. Go to the Movie tab, go to In Theaters Now, and your poll will be there. Vote on that so we know what we're going to go see in two weeks. Vote early and often. (laughs) Vote early and once. Remember, this is the vote where only we get screwed by it instead of the country. (laughs) Yeah, well... At least we promise that we won't have to go watch Steve Bannon in a movie. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So there you go. And, of course, we've got our other podcasts. We've got the movies. Yeah, we've got that movie mastery. Yeah, we've got movie mastery. And then, of course, we've got that movie mastery one. And then the the podcast where we review movies. (laughs) Review movies. Movies. (laughs) All right. We have System Mastery, our role-playing game review podcast. It's Companion Afterthought. And then bonus content, which you can get by... uh, following us and supporting us at any level at all, any kind of money you feel like giving us whatsoever on Patreon. We'll unlock that bonus content. You can find that at patreon.com slash systemmastery. And if you got any suggestions for us uh, or you've got any questions you want us to answer on Afterthought, then go ahead. You can get us systemmastery at Gmail. We're on Twitter and Facebook at systemmastery. And, of course, Reddit at r slash systemmastery. And we've got a couple sticky threads there. So you can make your suggestions there as well. Absolutely. So, so there you are. Find and, and support uh, us. We will be back in a couple weeks seeing a movie in theaters, letting you know what we think about it. Don't but worry. It'll probably be Doctor Strange. Don't you fret. We will definitely watch Doctor Strange regardless of what you say. No, that's not true. I mean, people might vote for the other movie this month that I actually really want to see, which is Arrival. Uh, oh, but- yeah. That is out. I've heard, I've heard that it's decent. I, yeah. Yeah, I heard it's another one of those movies where you never really see the aliens. Yeah. But whatever. Yeah, I'm fine I've heard with it's it. all right. Um, I've heard it's mostly just language porn. Which, fine. I'm okay yeah, with that. That's cool. Yeah. All right. So, yep. We'll see you in a couple weeks. But until then, you have a good one. <laughs>